Today, we have the opportunity to chat with James Devine, candidate for Ward 4 City Council in the special election. It's coming up January 17th, the preliminary, and we're here to get a little information about himself, his candidacy, and how he would serve uh, the folks of Ward 4. So, Mr. Devine, uh, Jimmy, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too, Joe. Appreciate the opportunity uh, to talk to you about this. Tell me a little bit, if you can, about yourself and uh, why you're running for Ward 4. I mean, you know, myself is like, I grew up in Situate. Um, I moved uh, out to, I went to Northeastern University, uh, Severian Brothers High School. And um, after Northeastern, I took a, um, a program for construction supervisors at Northeastern Satellite School out in Dedham. Uh, went on to uh, have my own construction company. And um, then basically, uh, I moved to Quincy 18 years ago. I actually thought it was going to be just um, an investment property. It was a two family. And I said to my wife, my mother wasn't well, so it was halfway between where my wife worked and my mother. So I said, we'll, we'll stay here for a while and then we'll keep it as an investment property. But after about six months, we loved it. It was so central and a uh, really great feel, loved all the people. So kind of, we didn't know then, but now we're lifers, you know, we, we love it here. Um, the people we bought the house from, uh, they, they actually were happy to sell it to us because we weren't a developer and that we uh, were planning on keeping the house. And most of the people had, even back then were trying to buy houses and, and knock them down. So they uh, were very happy to sell it to us. Um, and uh, so then after that, being here 18 years, I've raised both my children, Grace and Evan Devine. Um, gone through all the schools, all four, three of them actually right here in, um, in, in Quincy Ward 4 was Dela Chiesa and then Lincoln Hancock and Sterling, which is now Southwest. And my son's just about to graduate from Quincy High. Um, and my daughter graduated a year and a half ago from Quincy High also. Um, uh, we live here with my wife, who's a uh, beautiful lady, very nice person. And she's uh, an immigrant from Ireland. Um, then let's see what else we've, we've done all the local things, T-ball. Uh, I know me personally, I helped, I was a coach for T-ball and uh, we did South Shore youth basketball. who was coach for that, things like that. Um, so we've really been, you know, pretty knee deep here in Ward 4 and, and Quincy itself. Uh, very diversified. I, I'm very proud of my two children growing up in these diversified schools because that's all they know. They, you know, when people start talking about these issues of, you know, um, inclusion and diversity, my children grew up with that. They, they don't see any difference. They just, it's all the same. You know, everybody's just equal. So I'm really proud that uh, I kept them in these public schools and let them, uh, you know, see the world the way it really is. So is this your first uh, run at political office, Jimmy? It would be. Um, Twelve years ago, I wasn't happy with the um, the way that uh, Ward 4 was going. And uh, we weren't being represented properly, I felt. So... I told my wife, I said, um, the, the incumbent's running unopposed. And if he doesn't and nobody runs against him, uh, um, I might have to do it. And I didn't want to. My children were, you know, five and seven at the time. And 
there's a lot of things that I wanted to do. And this is a full committal job. This is, this job is not just uh, eight months, uh, two meetings a month, you know? So I don't know if some people think that, but it's not, it's a full-time job. Well, it's part-time job, but there's a lot of committed time after hours, all these, a lot of questions, 11,000 uh, constituents in Ward 4. And that's just the ones that are registered. You know, there's even more people here. But, um, sorry, I lost track there. Where was I going with? I just asked you if it was your first political role. Oh, yeah, my first political years ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, um, so 12 years ago, I was, I was planning on doing it because nobody seemed to be stepping up to it. But then one day, um, Brian Palmucci stepped into my driveway, and he was a younger guy. He didn't have any kids at the time. And uh, he said he was going to be running. And I said, perfect. I'm like, you know, he seemed like a nice guy. Talked to him, got to know him. So then I helped him. I put up all the signs. Um, talking about my uh, immigrant wife, she, uh, one of my nephews was out for the summer, and uh, he ran around with me hanging up signs all over the place on Bergen Parkway, mountain big ones in here and there, and you put them everywhere. And uh, so helped him get in, and um, then that was it for there. And, you know, um, I think Brian did a great job. He did an exceptional job for the first six years. But then uh, his family started to grow, and families take a lot of effort. And so then I think he just did his job. You know, he, he did it well, you know, but um, – so now that he stepped down, I, I don't want to wait and see who comes in. Uh, I trust myself, and I just want to make sure that we have the right representation for Ward 4. And I truly believe that I'm just a regular person that lives here in Ward 4 that can represent us properly with no bias. It's a, it's a nonpartisan job, and that doesn't mean just not Democrat, not Republican. It means nonpartisan to anybody, no bias, no, you have no agenda, anyone. So my only agenda is to the people in Ward 4. I'm not connected to anybody. What is it you would say are some of the main concerns of the wards, um, Jimmy? What, what, what needs to be done? Well, I mean, everybody's definitely going to just jump right on the idea of, uh, you know, traffic, overdevelopment, taxes. Those are easy. Like, that's Clearly, you know, they're already there. And back to diversity and hate crimes. Um, I don't, these ones are kind of simple to me. They're, they're, they're generic. Everyone knows them. So uh, I know um, we had the overdevelopments and people are talking about the 46 units at uh, the intersection of Copeland and uh, Furnacebrook. You know, it's, um, that's a tough one. I think it's too big personally tried to fight it. I've, I've been at the meetings uh, opposing it. And it's also hard because I actually know uh, the person that's trying to develop it, you know, in a, in a social way, like uh, I've done business with them a couple of times and, uh, and speaking against them is difficult, but that's why I feel that I can also do this job because I don't mind confrontation when it's right and wrong. Um, I don't mind asking the hard questions. I definitely like to the uh, make people join together and do things together so we can find a happy medium. But I do not mind when something, when I think something's wrong, speaking up and, and getting it out there. But uh, with that being said, they've, um, they've worked on that project pretty hard. They bought another property. So now they're trying to put some 
this, the roads are going to be, the driveways are coming out on either side of the intersection now, which was good. You know, they worked on that and now they have, they pulled it away from the street so that you can drive in. So like say Zoom or UPS or not Zoom, but uh, UPS or Amazon, they, they can get in and, and park without obstructing traffic, which is very important. The previous one had, it was right up to the sidewalk, which was ridiculous. Uh, so I think they've worked really hard on it. I still think it's too big, but um, it's one of those things. So I, I know there is a meeting coming up on, I believe it's the 10th, but I, I'm under the un impression that it is just to confirm that they had performed a traffic study and they had, and it had been done. They've done their peer reviews. So I, I don't know if we have the ability to slow it down or make it smaller anymore. Uh, if, I know that, you know, some people are saying they want to go on the meetings, you know, it's great. Uh, and I wish they had gone to the last two that I encouraged people to, but many people didn't. Uh, but going forward with more traffic like that, I, I understand is, um, is all, we need development and things like that too. But now if this does go through as a counselor, I would like to uh, address the lights instead. So now we have, if the building's going to go up, we're going to have more traffic. So now we have to stop looking backwards because we can only live in the future and the present, you know, the present and the future. So as a counselor, I would like to address the state and um, get them to um, work on the lights there. They're pretty archaic at that intersection. Uh, I think I can quote you as saying it's the gateway to Quincy. One of them. Uh, it is. And uh, we need to make sure that um, those lights are synced with the lights that are at the bottom of Quarry and Furnace Brook, and then also all the way down at Adam Street. So that, uh, you know, we have, I think we have like 110 lights in, um, uh, in Quincy itself, but those three are from the city. I don't know if we'll be able to get them linked to the city lights also, but our, our lights are mostly synced or they're getting synced so that uh, they're smarter so that we can alleviate traffic. Uh, that's the type of things I'd like to work on. And I don't want to have um, the state and the city be like this. You know, it's your fault. Uh, I want to be the guy in the middle and be like, no, it's nobody's fault. We're going to work together and we'll figure it out. Um, and then with the size of the building, uh, my other concerns is uh, engine five doesn't have a ladder. It's right around the corner. Um, you know, most people don't understand this. It's very important. And I know we're working on it. I'm not, I don't want to make it sound like there's a, big bad problems because it, it's you know like if you think of the city as your house certain things you can only do so many things at a time um but with that being said i believe engine five is one of the busiest and uh they go out on the highway all the time and they cover a major area on the highway and they need a ladder truck so that ladder truck has to come from the other two um and so they do need one and we need to address that with, especially with the overdevelopment in taller buildings. Uh, I know we did get a big tiller truck, um, you know, it drives in the back, which is great. And uh, I believe that it was paid for by some of the um, building in, um, in the city, you know, from a diff programmer. Um, so like, it's great that, you know, we made them pay for that and that, that we didn't have to pay for it ourselves, but we still need one over here. And, um, so that'd be something else I'd like to start working on or, you know, putting a little more heat on just to make sure, because uh, I think it's very important. 
I think I got off topic too. Sorry, Joe. You, no, not at all. No, I, just I reel me in if you need to reel me in. Uh, you know, um, so I guess, like I said, you know, traffic overdevelopment, taxes, and 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 you know, diversity. Those are all basics to me, but um, engine five is important for the with the engine. Another thing is, um, you know, Alric Road and this area that I live in and Cross Street and Furnace Ave, uh, we're really low lying areas and we've gotten some major, major flooding. The people on Alric Road, I felt really bad for them because, you know, the last time they got the major, major flood, it hit their first floor, you know. It's one thing when you get a flood in your basement and you know you get water, you just don't put valuables down there, you know. So, but your first floor, you're going to have valuables. And some of these people's floors, you know, their first floors were, were hit with water, you know. Um, we have a, a program, uh, MEMA grant, that's supposed to be paying for a pump station that's going to go down a furnace out. Um, I know they, they're working on it. It's been, it's been the drawings have been rendered. Uh, all this stuff's been done. They put it out to bid, so it is coming along. But I just want to make sure that we focus on that. Make sure that it, it keeps moving at a quick pace because I feel like we're due for some more water. And um, I just want to make sure that you know, hopefully, it doesn't get that hundred-year storm before it gets you know shovel into the ground. And also, um, we have. Um, there's a uh, mass save does a lot of programs for people. They, they do like insulation, but that's not the only thing they do. They actually have another program where you can get part of, um, and you can move your furnace, let's say your furnace is on your basement. You can get it moved up into a different unit, uh, like on a first floor and they have these grants for it. Um, but they only do half of it. They like, I forget vice versa. One does uh, just the um, labor. But I'd like to reach out, and we have a guy named um, Steve. I don't. I don't want to say his last name. I'm gonna because uh, I'll, I'll butcher it. I don't want to insult him. Uh, but he's a grant writer for the city. As a council, I'd like to reach out to him and see if we can get the other half of the grant written, so that we can take Massive and our Quincy City and put it together, and then that would pay for both uh, the, the mechanical parts of it and also the labor. So that then there'd be very little out of cost for somebody to move those up. And it behooves insurance companies and things like that, because then they don't have to replace it every time there's a flood. Uh, sure. It's just another little thing that, you know, is important to me. And these, these things are important to people in the neighborhood. And, they, and you don't really hear about them because they're somewhat isolated. Do you know what I mean? Like uh, they're only, they only affect, they, they affect basically people from here all the way down to Black's Creek, you know? Um, so that, that's important to me. Uh, you know, what I do want to ask you um, is um, you're a contractor. You, you have your own contracting yeah. business. You, you're talking about overdevelopment. So is there a... I'm a small contractor. Uh, I, don't, um, I do uh, kitchens, bathrooms, remodeling. I, uh, I used to do a lot of roofing, but I'm getting older. So uh, I really don't. Uh, that stuff's heavy. But I'm not against uh, overdevelopment. I, I'm against overdevelopment, but I'm not against development. Um, I would love to see more elderly um, type of housing coming in. Uh, to be honest, if they, uh, the 46 units, if they'd come up and, and I know they said they're going to have five 
low income housing. But if they had said, hey, on the they're not going to be on the first floor, but on the second floor, if we if we're going to give six elderly housing, you know, with an elevator, I'd be like, hey, I, I'd almost be like, fine, go for it. Like that, that's great because that's what you know, that's a real humanitarian type thing to do. Uh, and then uh, you could say that, you know, there's less traffic because they're, they're not likely to be going out during traffic hours. They're going to they're probably retired and they're going to go out when, you know, when they don't want to be in traffic. Uh, I would have loved to have seen that. Uh, maybe as a counselor, we could have talked about it before it got to paper. Uh, yeah. You know, and that's the type of thing that I like to do. Even as a counselor, too, like, I I don't know why, but I really like to, um, if somebody, I get bored when everything's copacetic, but the minute someone says we can't do that, I, I'm like, wait, what? What are we doing? And uh, and I want to do it. And when I see two people and they're, they're, they're at wit's end, they don't want to, they don't know where to go, but neither one wants to compromise. I love to find a happy medium and help them find that spot. And then so you're a mediator. Yeah. And then everybody kind of gets, everybody feels like they got what they wanted. And, and I, I, I don't know why my mom's instilled it in me, but I think uh, I, I just get a, a good feeling when you help somebody find their path to get to where they want when they're in a, they're in a, in a roadblock. Yeah. Do you think the city's uh, current zoning laws are adequate or do you think they need to be? I think the current zoning laws are actually really good. They do a good job. Um, and I, you know, I don't agree with the, you know, when they're going to ask for these variances in the middle of a neighborhood, um, they, they don't, they know what they're doing. And I don't appreciate that. I don't like that. Um, just to make a, 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 an extra buck, you know, uh, and I'm sure some people are not going to be happy about that, but when you take a, a small neighborhood that has all, you know, single and two family homes, and then you want to throw in, you know, a six units in the middle of nowhere. Uh, I don't like that. And they just did it next door to my house. And, and the, the guy's really been working very hard with it. Um, that's building it. And it's going to be a beautiful building and it is going to be an asset to the neighborhood. Um, and uh, so, but he worked with us, he's gone back and forth and, and they've reduced it down to five um and we always expected that there would be four anyways so uh we're, we're good with that the neighbors are all happy and i think everyone's good and that's another thing we, we all talked about it you know and and some of the things i mentioned people weren't happy with you know they they didn't like how i was outspoken or i, I said my piece but and at the end of the day they're like oh that makes sense and we, and we agree and, and and we i think we're all happy and i can't wait to see it. it's going to be right on to my right um so, and it, it fits the neighborhood just barely, but it fits. Um, and I lost myself again. I'm still rambling. Please reel me in if you need to. Uh, I wanted to ask you about, um, you know, a lot of other um, wards in the city have active civic associations, but not so much in Ward 4. Do you think that's something that's important? Well, for me, one of the biggest things that I want to bring I'm not all about doom and gloom. Uh, you know, there's this problem, that problem. To be honest, the biggest thing I want to do with um, Ward 4 is uh, I want to bring back, we used to have like um, barbecues down at Old Rock Field. You know, I want to have that. I want to bring back like a movie night, uh, you know, at dusk, have some films and, and bring people together. Because actually when talking about diversity, when you bring people together like that, we're all running around. We don't stop to see each other. We pass each other at like in Lois's at the Donut King and, and you don't always stop and say hi, you just pass each other. So you don't really know like, hey, that's Joe, you know? Um, 
But when you stop and you have a, a burger and you're eating it and you meet somebody, then you're like, oh, okay, that's John. You don't all see him. You don't see him as a diversity person of, of some other of race or something. And uh, so that's something that I really want to bring back. And, uh, and not just once, you know, I want to do a bunch of maybe some smaller ones in, in little areas uh, for a small, you know, certain neighborhoods. Cause we have like five kind of big neighborhoods, but um, the, uh, as a, as a counselor also that, this, um, I hope I'm answering this correctly for you. Yep. Sorry. Um, Cause my brain's going, uh, since I um, stepped into this race, my, I've been digesting and, and taking in so much information uh, more than I normally do. And my brain's like um, a sausage now. I'm just cranking stuff out. I'm trying to keep up with it. And uh, it's, there's a lot going on, but uh, down at the um, Quincy food pantry, uh, the Q pack, they, uh, they have a room there that they said that we could use, you know, a counselor can use as a, uh, a meet and greet, you know, once or twice a month. And uh, that's what I want to do. I want to have actual, um, depending on the need, I'd like to have uh, maybe every uh, first and third Tuesday between five and seven, uh, just come down and and say, you know, say your piece. Because when you call somebody on the phone and you say, hey, you know, that there's way too many dogs running loose at, you know, O'Rourke. Now, why aren't they going to the dog park? Excuse me. Uh, I'm like, I, you want to, if you come down, you look somebody in the eye and you have 10 people that are talking about it, you can get them together and figure out how we can come up with this uh, scenario. And then there's 10 people there talking about it and 10 people that are, are ward, you know, ward for residents, not just, you know, Jimmy Devine standing there trying to figure it out. We, we can band together and, and get a lot more done. You know, uh, it takes a village. And I'd like to make our village, you know, touch base again and, t- and touching on uh, actually O'Rourke Field. Some people have mentioned, you know, that too many dogs run free there. And so now just recently, I'm just thinking to myself, as I said it, it's a very large field and we don't use one of the baseball diamonds in the very back. So I'm, I'm going to approach and see if we can set up a fence that runs, you know, maybe 20 feet off the back fence and runs almost a whole length down towards the basketball courts. And then that way they could use that as a big dog run. And, and then everyone would be happy because then you, I know it's not a dog park, but we don't use that part really anymore. So now you could accommodate these other people because the other people that are there, they might live closer to a rock field, you know, um, might have easier parking and they're not supposed to really let them be off leash, but if we could make an isolated area, it would be great. And also, you know, I feel for the people that, you know, there's a, there's a nice uh, playground there and there's young kids there and, you know, not every kid loves a dog. Some are terrified of, and when they see a dog running around, they all of a sudden they're no longer having fun on the playground. They're hanging onto their parents' legs. And I know that there's nobody there that's walking their dog that, that wants any child to feel that way. They just don't realize it, you know? Uh, So I think that would help a lot of things. But sorry, I'm I'm gonna I'm way off base. Thinking, no, no, you know, we're we're solving a problem here yeah. even before you get elected. I've, um, I've already um, door knocking. Uh, I've been having a lot of fun with it, and I've met a lot of people, and I've already um, uh, helped fix it almost more than a, more than a half dozen situations. 
Really? Uh, even one is uh, very important is that Quarry and Furnace Brook. Um, there was a huge hedge that was covering one of the, the light signal lights, so you couldn't see it. And um, a person had told me about it, so I said, I'll, I'll see what I can do. So I walked across the street, I knocked on the homeowner's house, and I said, hey, would you mind if I cut your hedges? You can't see the, the lights. And they said, no, that'd be great. You know, I can't do it myself. And I'm like, all right. So I said, I'll be back in the morning. So I cut it down. About a week and a half later, I was knocking on another door up the street. And I told them what I had done because I want credit for it. I, you know, I did do it, you know. And to be honest, I, I did it the next day because I was worried about accidents. You know, once you know something, then then you have to do it. And me personally, once I thought that, oh, my gosh, there might be an accident here, I had to do it. It was easy. You know, it was very, very simple. And uh, but the other person a week and a half later, they said, wait, you got that done? They're like, we've been trying for two years and the city and the state keep saying it's theirs. And uh, they're like, what would you do? I'm like, I knocked on the door and asked if I could cut them down. And they're like, they just kind of smirked and they're like, OK, you know, I guess that works. Now, clearly, so would you call yourself a you know, problem solver and uh, get it done? Oh, I do. I definitely. I love to problem solve. Yeah. Uh, and, and in simple ways, you know, uh, sometimes people get so um, consumed and in in, in make it such a big deal when in reality it's, it's simpler than that. Sometimes, not always. Um, we had uh, the. Uh, Doing the doing the lights there. Sorry, I'm still all over the place. It's uh, it's so many thoughts in my head right now. That's all right. Um, uh, let me ask. While you're thinking about that, let me ask you. There's been a lot of criticism, I guess, or at least uh, concern about the way the city spends money on some projects. How do, overall, how do you feel that, that the administration is handling the city budget? I'm probably going to get in hot water for some of this, but um, I think they do an exceptional job. Uh, they it's phenomenal i moved here 18 years ago and i brought my two-year-old daughter into star market and there was a girl not feeling so well in uh getting sick into the trash barrel and i said to myself what did i bring my family into i was thinking i'm like how can i raise my child here uh now fast forward to today this summer there were people in boston standing in boston maybe walking around and they said, Hey, let's get on the red line and go check out Quincy center. That's fact. People come from all over the world now and definitely all over the States to come in and check out Quincy center. Um, so that's amazing. Like it, nobody would have in their right mind said, let's go to Quincy center 14 years ago. Um, the way we get there is, it's, it's also very impressive. I mean, the grants and the funds and the programs that we have and the DIFF program, the, you know, the district improvement program, like these things, a lot of people, they don't understand. They, um, some, and I don't understand all of them exactly either. So if I'm misquoting, uh, sorry to anybody out there, but, you know, some of the bronze statues and things like that, they're paid for from federal funding or, or grants. Uh, it's not, that's not what's making our taxes go up. Um, and I know nobody wants your taxes to go up. Uh, we have a median tax, but we have a, a phenomenal city that's like, we have every amenity we need. We, we have full trash pickup. We have, we have a fleet of, of street sweepers that go around. 
if you, I don't think people actually stop to notice, but if you look around, our streets are clean. And it's not because people stop littering, because people still litter. But it's because we have our own fleet of street sweepers that go around. You'll see them on Bergen Parkway cleaning up all the trash that's on Bergen Parkway. Bergen Parkway, you you be hard-pressed to find some trash around there. Um, you know, and even at this time of year. So we're doing phenomenal. I definitely like to um, keep tabs on the taxes because um, I feel really bad. Not bad. I, I feel for you know, the older people that, you know, when they were making their salaries, it's a, it's a lot of money now, you know, like if, if 30 years ago, they were only making $20,000 and now they're paying, you know, uh, $7,000 in taxes. And that's, how do you do that? Uh, so I understand, but once again, here's another thing we have, we have, you know, we have the senior um, tax deferral. So if you're a senior and you want to stay in your house, and you qualify, you can defer your taxes. Uh, I know that, you know, uh, that's not ideal, but it, it's, it's something, it's a way to stay in your home. Uh, so I, I really, I think, uh, I think we're doing an excellent job. And, uh, but it, I, I also like the idea that we, we send out more money to, um, you know, corporate, uh, like we charge higher taxes to corporate to keep ours down. Uh, you know, I think, the average house might've gone up $200 this year. And uh, once again, I understand voters, they really don't like the idea of taxes going up. I don't either, you know, I pay taxes, I have a property. Um, I don't like it either, but at the same time, I, I really love the way our city's going. I think it's phenomenal. We're running short on time, but I do want to ask you about the um, major projects right now in Ward 4 is the plans to lease uh, the Granite Links area to Quarry Hills. How do you feel about that? I, uh, I feel, um, well, I can tell you I was the only um, candidate that's running for um, Ward 4 that was up there for the walk because they, they had a public meeting mm -hmm. to walk the trails that were uh, talked about that weren't maintained. Um, to be honest, those trails are kind of, um, they go through behind and between some apartment buildings and things like that. So they're not really ideal trails that you would really want to. So, uh, but they're kind of there, but uh, I, I'm, I'm an avid hiker. I like to hike in Blue Hills. I like to go to the top of Rattle, Rattlesnake Hill. And, uh, you know, you can see from over there. But I think uh, instead of worrying about those trails, that's another thing as a, um, as a counselor, I would, I would like to talk to them about maybe making um, a trail that goes to the left and the right of um, Blue Hills and loops back around, comes back out so that people can try to hike in there. But I really don't want one going through the middle because uh, some of the people from the Blue Hills were telling me that uh, the Blue, friends of Blue Hills were telling me how since the golf course is there it's isolated a big section of blue hills and being isolated from human contact now there's a there's a really natural wildlife thriving in that area and if we if we do put a path and i know this is going to make some people not happy but if we did put a path through the middle of the golf course um it's no longer going to be isolated it's going to you know people will just run right through there so i i'd prefer not to see that uh, the 99 year lease, we get 10% of everything they make. Um, 
I like that's that's great. Uh, you know, and we have other 99 year leases in the city. It's not uncommon to give out a 99 year lease uh, as a businessman in a construction and and things like that. If you I understand that, you know, you need a, a committal so that you can entice these bigger projects. Uh, bigger projects means more money. More money is 10 percent more of whatever else they make. Uh, but if if it is done, we need to do, we need to do something anyways with Rachuti Drive and the off ramp. Um, you know, I've I've called the state many times and they tell me continually we can't have a light there, we can't do this. It's against the law. But there is one in Dorchester. There's a stop sign like 250 feet off the ramp in Dorchester. So I don't agree with that. But as a regular person, they won't listen to me. But maybe as a counselor, when I walk up and I stand there and I say, hey, this is how it is. This is what we need. And we have soccer fields and, and baseball fields. So we put all our youth at risk every time they cross that street. So, you know, I... I dreaded it when I had my kids and I would bring them up there to play baseball and soccer. And I only, it's only gotten worse. And I feel really bad for the parents that are going there now. So we're going to need a, a, a light system there or, or some type of ramp, something. Uh, and that I would definitely be looking to work on. If, um, if you do uh, win, Mr. Devine, would you run for the full two-year term uh, next year? I would like to run for the next 15 years and be the best ward counselor there ever was. I have no ambition to go anywhere else. Uh, I'm not a politician. I pride myself on that. I'm sorry to all the politicians that are out there. The only problem with winning is uh, I'll never be able to say I'm not a politician anymore. You know, But I truly believe that this is first-tier local government, uh, nonpartisan uh I am doing this just because I have the ability now. My children are older. Uh, I don't want to wait and see what happens with whoever comes in. I trust myself, and I want to be the voice for Ward 4 and Quincy. I truly believe that I am the best person for the job right now. All right. You were on the ballot on January 17th. Uh, from number one, too. While they were drawing the ballots, I was cutting hedges in the rain. <laughs> and you made number one <laughs> I did i i believe in karma anything else you'd like to share right now oh well, you said we're running out of time so I, I could keep going if you wanted to but uh if we're out of time i'll let you go joe uh i have a lot of other doors to knock on and i'm sorry to say i will not be able to knock on everyone's door because we don't have the time but i'm going to knock on as many as i can until then do you have a, is there a social media presence or a website? Oh, yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. Um, I can hold this up for you if that helps. That work. We got it. And then um, the, uh, yeah, that's about it. And um, thank you so much for giving me the time and, and the year. And I hope I made sense, you know. We appreciate the opportunity uh, to talk to you and uh, we wish you the best. All right. Great, Joe. Have a great day. Happy Thank New you. Year. Same to you. All right.